0: De ster van de stad, altijd dichtbij RTV Maastricht
1: I spilled all my emotions tonight, I'm sorry Rolling, 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 rolling How many more shots until you're rolling? We just need a face-to-face You could pick the time and the place You will spend some time away Now you need to forward and get me out of work Work, 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 work.
0: It's in me, I've been work. work, work, work.
2: Welcome back to Student Radio Maastricht here at RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. I am Zaki, your host and tech for today, here with Sean. Um, Today we're talking, well, not about work, as the song that we just just heard might suggest. The song was Work by Rihanna, featuring Drake. Um, Great song. But yeah, today we're actually not talking about work itself, but actually Anti-work. Have you heard of this show? Well, not before. Well, before (laughs) I recommended it as a topic for the show. Well, actually, not really.
3: Yeah. So this was my first encounter with the term anti-work, and the first thing that came to my mind was, oh, is it something like anti-matter? So maybe for the for the more technically or involved, or like uh, maybe for even even if you're uh, if you are a, a younger audience going to high school, this is not about indeed, like like I said, the physical idea of work, which is. Well, relatively straightforward, easy to measure, but something more more sinister more uh, more weird hmm. uh, like a job or like boulot or yeah I, I was thinking about all these different different words for work right in different languages, so you have yeah. you have the the basic term and then you also have like slang terms like um like in French it's travail, and then there's boulot oh,
2: boulot uh, I never boulot is not a, actually a word I'm not familiar with. Travaille, so I've heard you know just from French yes, just yes the general yes. word for work
3: yes but. Bulo, I never heard. Bulo is just a slang term. It's huh. like, uh, you, yeah, what do you do? What's 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 your hustle? What's your side hustle? Interesting.
2: Um,
3: yeah, I think I think um, also and in, and in, uh, there's also something called metier, which is your trade. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. Okay, so that is something you do specifically for exchanging something. Hmm. Um, also in, in Spanish apparently, and I, when I trans Google translated uh, work, um, I got and When I hmm. translated job, I got trabajo. Hmm. So That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on here, but there is uh, this definitely um we have we have definitely made some some changes to definitions there. <laughs> yeah, definitely,
2: <laughs> definitely, 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 definitely. Hmm. Well well if well, as our listening as an audience might guess, um, anti work is just, you know, the idea of Not working, just refusing to work. Um, But not so much in a laziness sense necessarily, you know. But then again, does laziness really exist? That's also another question that you can then ask. But the way I think about anti work. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote a tweet, that I, a tweet that I've seen that's basically saying that anti-work does not mean I should get to live like a king and eat Doritos while other people do all the hard work. Anti-work means it sure would be nice if I wasn't impelled by violence to perform labor that racks my body with micro-injuries that will leave me disabled by 60.
3: Exactly, exactly. So there, I, think, I think there's an implication of, let's say, I, I wouldn't dare say choice, but more like a compulsion.
2: Exactly. Uh,
3: or or the lack of it.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think uh, that a lot of us do live you know, in a society. We, we live in a society. And society does tell us that, you know, we have to work for things. You have to get a job, as we mentioned in the last hour, the expectation that we go to school, go to university, get a job afterwards, and spend all your life basically devoted to the work that you are going to be doing to it. You know, one of the first questions that you're asked as a child is, what do you want to do when you grow up? Already thinking, you know, thinking about how you're going to develop your life into producing capital yes
3: no look but i have to say when i when i when i was looking into into master's education or like even bachelor's education uh of course this involves a lot of money and then there were all the options for loans for example but then again the loan was let's say uh, sort of marketed as oh if you if you take this loan invest this much into education then you're going to get a job and you know you're fine for the rest of your life and to me that's a pretty tall promise, you know. I didn't really buy that.
2: It's also is, a really big gamble.
3: It's a it's a very big gamble, I mean. <laughs> yeah. It sounds sounds too good to be true.
2: I think it is a little bit too big to, to be true. I mean, it's hard to know, you know, to pick to decide when you're like 14, 15 years old, okay, this is what I want to do for the entire rest of my life, you know. People change. When we get older, we realize, uh, you know, this might have been something that I was interested in at, a t- at this specific time, but... I might have grown out of it later, but now, if you're studying at the university, now you're now you're years into do- devoting your life to this thing, you can't just leave it behind. And now you're forced to work at something that maybe you're may not do, that, that you're not even remotely passionate about anymore. And now it's taking all of your time away from things that you may actually be passionate in. But I think it might I think now it might be a good time to actually go to our first song of the evening. Well, our second song actually. Um, which is a great song by melodic hardcore band Descendants. Um, yeah. My 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 tenth grade uh, sixteen year old, you know, punk inner child is just, you know, screaming out loud at the fact that I'm gonna play this on the radio right now. So I hope the audience enjoys it as much as I do. So enjoy Nothing With You by Descendants. I Yes, this is Nothing with You by Descendants. Um, you listen to Student Radio Maastricht here on 107.5 FM RTV Maastricht. Um, this is Aki, your host in tech, here with Sham. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. so yeah, uh, Yeah, that was a great song. Um, Nothing with You. That New was by a cool song. Yeah, 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 I, I, I enjoyed the song. I saw them live once. It was great. Um, but yeah, so I wanted to really just like talking, So we're talking about anti work, but I think what I think then we have to start with the discussion what is work and yeah so what Sean what have your experiences been with work
3: um yeah it's interesting because um it's, it's, it's been quite a quite a roller coaster right because on one hand there is the, there's the promise of freedom mm-hmm. uh but on the other hand i read a i read an interesting quote by charles bocski who said that slavery was never abolished it was only extended to include everyone so mm. Mm. In that respect, I'm, um, yeah, and, and also you, you, you've you heard, you probably heard things like, like work is worship, right? Like to me, this it sort of tends to go into like some kind of weird religious back alleys, which uh, are dabbling with the same, similar ideas.
2: Yeah, I mean, at least, you know, being an American, I think American culture is very much influenced by the Protestant work ethic. We um, the where you have the idea that you know work is basically just how you better yourself, you know you have to just constantly be working at something, but i don 't know like me because like me, my, my first job out of high school was literally canvassing, going you know going door to door asking people to donate money every month to the American Civil Civil Liberties Union. Which was, you know, a job that felt great. I was great to do while I was doing it, but I will probably never do it again, um, <laughs> just because it was a lot of work. I wasn't paid that much, and it didn't really, in hindsight, I didn't really feel like I was doing that much. Ultimately, you know.
3: Oh yeah, if if I if I think about the number of jobs I've done, um, and and just just the the variety of jobs, uh, regardless of where and what kind of job, it, it always ends up in the same questions: and Why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and very often the answer is yeah because I need to pay my bills. Yeah, exactly, exactly and, that. Uh, also, what you mentioned earlier is about this, this kind of individual's achievement. Yeah. Uh, and this this really I think um, brings the link from the previous section about individual studies, individual certification, and then individual work. Yes, exactly. Achievement, which 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 is kind of strange for me because we are by far not the not the only species that's. Uh, that has a society. I mean, there are plenty of species that have societies. They also work. We, we even call them laborious. We have observed uh, like farming practices in ant colonies. Uh, yeah, exactly. So that doesn't, that definitely doesn't make us unique in any way. Uh, I often feel it's, it's, it's the things we value or because we value things rather than just measure it that makes things so complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. then there is again like this um, say value by who um, like in the previous section um, there are notions of like oh this a certain education is more valuable than the other so say if say if I have a certificate from this school it's more valuable than certificate from that school
2: yeah but uh, then also also then applies to work we have with work we see certain people with certain um, certain jobs as being worthy of having a higher income than people with other jobs, which is actually something I really want to talk, really want to bring bring in, bring in up later um, because, yeah, you know, the idea of money as reward and I think the idea of work is the idea that, you know, because you're working for money, you have to then be rewarded. Money is basically reward for doing labor that that has to be done.
3: Oh my God, this is something that, that was going through my mind as we were talking about anti-study or anti-schooling, uh, as you want to call it is that uh, does does school literally just prepare you for getting rewarded or punished and
2: nothing in between it th- just just like at work right like I think I think in some ways it does I mean because of the way school gives you grades which are then rewarding there's are basically rewards for you know for just doing schoolwork in the way that the teacher tells you to do so and then as you get older when you go to a job you get paid in a certain amount
3: um, yeah, yeah and if you don't do it you get punished and you're you're sort of mentally prepared to accept that as well exactly exactly Uh, that yeah uh, uh. yeah yeah there's there's also this notion of what in the 70s or so about precarious work so if a work is more dangerous say mining for example oh yeah oh yeah then, like, you're, then
2: you're paid, then you're ideally, 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 you're going to be paid more. But then you're also there, but then you're being paid there to put yourself at risk. Yeah. To, you know, if you're mining, putting yourself in mines, but even any other physical labor has a risk of injury just because it's just physical. But even you, beyond that, I find that corporate labor, like the amount of stress that people who work in corporate fields have to undergo is also incredibly taxing, you know, not in the same way as physical labor, but in a Yeah. Or-
3: yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, Ben, I was I was I recently saw a documentary on the uh, on the Fukushima plant, on uh, nuclear disaster, in, on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And one of the well, uh, also, of course, when you've seen this, then um, it I, I keep thinking about the um, the one in Chernobyl. And what what it turns out that when you're when you're working for a nuclear plant, uh, it's in your contract apparently. So you can't just let it let it go off if it's if it's an, at a runaway state. Mm-hmm. So basically guaranteed to explode. You can't just leave the site. You still have to sort of
2: yeah. <laughs> true. But I mean, I think I don't know. That's something I want to go. But that's something that I think that I think that I think is going to be really worth talking about later is the Luca's idea of extrinsic versus intrinsic motivation, which is I think is very important when it comes to work. Um, but also, you know, for me. I've had the experience because, you know, I'm also in school, but a lot of times when you have to work outside of studies, there's always then the question of, you know, OK, how much time is this work going to take place to take place to take up? And is it going to take up too much time for you to actually, you know, be successful in your studies, which I think is a really important question. and I think really leads into the idea of, you know, how work if you are first to work for a living that then monopolizes your time that you could, in theory, spend, you know, working on other interests Oh yeah, like school, or, you know, even if you just want to pick up a skill like computer programming, but if you have to spend all your time washing dishes, then it's not going to, you're not going to have all this time that you can then, you know, use in other ways. True, true. Also,
3: some of the things I've, let's say, observed uh, when you look at, um, yeah, really linking education to work is if you see, say, a certain profession, say medicine, for example, Mm -hmm. or maybe maybe law is even law or like business economics, you can already say that okay, this is this is not something that anyone can afford. Which means there's already a a sort of continuation of the categorization that students are used to, uh, by because they, they belong to certain buckets already in school. Yeah. Uh, and this sort of continues then, uh, throughout adulthood and life and yeah, I, I don't say this is this is making the playing field any more, even if anything, it's
2: making it way worse. Yeah, exactly, uh, exactly, uh, exactly that, exactly that. Um, yeah, well, on this note, I think it's about time to start leading into our next song. Um, so yeah, um, well, it's not gonna be one song that we're playing next, it's gonna be two songs because they're a little bit shorter. Um, both of them by one of my favorite, favorite, favorite musicians, um, Mitski. She's not currently releasing music right now, but hopefully she returns from her, hi- from, her, hi- from, her hi- from her hiatus. Um, both of these songs are going to be from her second album, which is called... Uh, the very, I love the title of this album. It's called Retired From Sad, New Career in Business, which I think um, really kind of fits the, t- the, the, the whole theme of today's episode. Um, but yeah. Um, so the first song is called Because Dreaming Costs Money, My Dear. And the next song is called Class of 2013. And I think it just really captures the sort of insecurity of having, the, the, the sort of insecurity that having to work for a living can really create um, in your life, particularly as, so if someone, for someone who is, you know, just out of college. But, yeah, you At know. any rate, hope you'll enjoy these songs, Because Dreaming Costs Money, My Dear, and Class of 2013 by Mitski. I'm uh-huh. Was uh, because dreaming costs money, my dear, and class of 2013, both by the amazing musician Mitski. Um, you're listening to Student Radio Maastricht on RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. Uh, yeah. So, Sean, what did you think of these songs? Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Really nice choice. Yeah. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for complimenting my choice, but my um, taste in music. But, um, Yeah, so, uh, uh, and for those who haven't heard the beginning sections, I'm just tuning in. We are talking about the idea of anti-work. We've already talked about, you know, what exactly work is, whether work is necessarily a good thing. But right now, I really want to talk a little bit more about productivity, Um, just because, you know... Yeah, a lot, of ta- a lot of times the worry of people when they're, if you, if you mention anti work to them or the idea that people shouldn't necessarily have to work, people will often be like, but, you know, how are we going to, like, create things? How are we going to, like, do things that are necessary for society to work? Which is, I think, on one, on one level, a valid point. But since we're talking about productivity, I would like to bring up the point that humans nowadays, are so productive like we do so much nowadays and this is because well for one every time every day we are learning something new as a as a species we just learn something new every day but then we also have technology you know for example in the 1800s when the cotton gin was created this suddenly you know cotton cotton became a cash crop because oh wow it could be produced and um it could be produced and manu- it could be manufactured it could be um What's the word? I'm, it could be I guess, processed yeah. so much, so much quicker now In, into fabric. And exactly, that, yeah. and which incre- so these inventions are constantly this this knowledge and these new inventions are both dramatically increasing our productivity. Um, and so, my question to this is: if we have, if, since we are now so product, so so productive, so much more productive than we have been, how come all of these changes have not? Translated to us having more free time, as opposed to us just working the same as we always have for the same amount of reward, but the increased profit going to you know whoever owns the business. Right. I I wonder if if we even
3: have to look back that far into um, into the past, where I mean people were working even in even in a economy or even before that. Um, I wonder what they would how they they would answer the the idea of free time. Um, if you're if you're cultivating a piece of land just for your say subsistence farming.
2: Yeah, true. Uh, I think that's a good question. Um, but even then I think but but I think it's if you compare it to other cultures that, you know, have that have different hist that other cultures that are more agrarian, I think they find that they have spent a lot more time, you know, they do have to spend time, of course, working the land and everything, but I think they also spend a lot more time just doing other things, as opposed, you know, maybe, maybe they're doing work through play, which I think is a really interesting topic. Um, just, because also on the subject of anti-studying that we talked about before, you know, I think like learning through play is in- incredibly, can be really powerful. You know, it can hold on to the information so much more just because you're using the information constantly. And I think that can also extend to work. You know, if you Absolutely. can make work a more playful thing, then you're just going to want to do it anyway.
3: I think I think that that has been somehow in the course of history before, let's say, formalized education was was very popular as it is today. Um, I think the way it probably went was more like when, when young grandkids or kids would work uh, alongside the elders, um, doing whatever they needed to do to survive, basically, exactly. uh, not necessarily. Were working for money, but like doing what they need to do. Um, so in that respect, I, uh, what I was hinting towards is, would I consider cooking for myself uh, something I do in my free time, or is it something, or is it work? Would it be like a job?
2: Well, I think cooking for yourself, well, I think that's something that you just have to do, nonetheless. It's not work or anything otherwise, you know. Same way, like I mean, like I mean, like I mean, it is, I mean, it is in theory work, yes, but like you know, it's just like you have to keep your house clean. You have to do certain things, yeah. which I think is one of the reasons why work itself, you know, working for money, working, you're going to an empl- place of employment, can be harmful because now that's this time that is now taken away from the things that you have to do in order to just maintain your own peace of mind, your your own health, you know? Like, for example, you know, we, we always think about the eight-hour work week, which is, which just began a long time ago, but this was also designed for, ideally, a two-person household where one person is not working. And so, if you're working 40, just so you're working 40 hours a week, eight hours a day, you know, this then means that, there's an expectation that someone else can then take care of your cooking and your cleaning, mm-hmm. and which... You know nowadays, if most people are working, there's not generally people staying at home to do housework. it doesn't right. make it for a good for for something that's really going to create a good work home balance nowadays right 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 No, but this is this is also why it
3: was it was good that we clarified early on that uh this is we we limit uh, our reference to work as work for for pay, yes, exactly yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. but I think it's also a good idea to also think about like because like for me i i'm a musician you know and i think it's i think it's something that i just do and i truly truly enjoy but i think you know does everything have to be monetized should we strive to always be productive in that sense of always trying to earn money
3: do, do you feel it's a bit demeaning when when your music gets reduced to the value of say money you like all this effort has come down to what this
2: um well, that's actually something I want to talk about in the next section of the, the idea of rewards and everything. I don't necessarily feel—I don't necessarily feel like it is demeaning per se, but I—I I don't know because I think because like for me, with my experience as a street musician, I realized that once I got to a certain point, you know, there are certain things that you can do that will earn you more money. For example, mm. me—I didn't used to have a loop pedal. Once I got a loop pedal, I dramatically started earning a lot more money, and this is more so because I could do more things that could command a larger audience towards me. Um, and, and I think, you know, I see that more so of acknowledging that I may not be the, technically the best violist, but I have a good knowledge of how chords and things work, um, really good music theory based that I could use the loop pedal to show to the audience.
3: Sure, yeah. But I mean, this also, of course, um, how do you put it? Like, th- just, just because something is expensive or some work is expensive, would it then... Be as valuable to you as it is to someone else. It's like like a piece of art, like a painting, right? So Uh, so
2: something being expensive, being worth more than something that is necessarily cheap. Yeah, then think, then it depends on who you ask, I suppose. Yeah, I oh, think right. it really depends. I mean, I this I said, this morning I saw this one TikToker who is like, um, she's like a fashion designer um, or something who's now over fifty, but she talks about how you know she's some of her favorite jewelry are things that she just picked up at Zara for twenty bucks, and some of her things are these like amazing, amazing vintage finds from designers who no longer are alive. Um, so like, I think it really depends on whatever meaning you give to that thing, the the amount of. The, the, the dollar sign amount on the, on the value of that item it doesn't matter, I think, as much as your attachment to it. But I think that the dollar sign can kind of trick your brain into thinking that one thing is more valuable than the other. Um, yeah. <laughs> on that note, though, it is about time to go to another song, which will be 9 to 5 by Dolly Parton because yeah she's just an icon you know if you don't like Dolly Parton I mean everyone loves Dolly Parton it's just a fact so yeah I hope y'all enjoy 9 to 5 by Dolly Parton I Tumble out of
4: bed and I stumble to the kitchen for myself
2: Yes, you are listening to Student Radio Maastricht on RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. We are here with, it's well, this means me, Zaki, your host in Tech for today, here with Sham. What up? Yep. Um, we are talking about the idea of being anti-work, um, not just laziness. I mean, we can talk about a little bit, which, again, laziness is a whole topic that's under discussion. But, you know, just, you know, the idea of, is work necessarily a good thing? Um Right now, I really want to talk about the idea of you know, so you know we we're talking about I, about specifically work for pay you know working for a living living and so which then means that you know ideally if you working for a if you're working for more money if you're earning more money ideally that that my that more money is then a reward ideally for better work. Um, is that necessarily a case? Do, do you think that do you, do you think that rewards necessarily lead to better work? Like if I don't paid know.
3: I, I I wish it was that simple. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, regardless of how much you pay me, I, the only thing I can guarantee is that I'll probably make some mistakes. Fair, fair, fair.
2: <laughs> well, I, well, this is, well, the idea of you know rewards and also like grades for school. If you're listening to the relate to relate to the previous episode, um, it comes from the idea of behaviorism, where it's just you know if you give someone a reward for doing something then they will want to do that thing more so that they can get more rewards um but then again is, is there a limit i mean i would never say there's
3: any limit to how much rewards i can get
2: <laughs> well i mean it it's not necessarily that there's a limit per se but it's 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 the thing is it's 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 a little bit flawed cuz yeah the thing about it is that rewards devalue in an, act- an activity yeah. and i'm going to give you an example of this imagine i'm like here i made you a sandwich here here ha- here have the sandwich i'll give you five dollars to eat it <laughs> now you don't want the sandwich anymore do you
3: no that that's um yeah i would i would question why yes exactly yeah you know yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it like even if you even if you mm-hmm. wanted the sandwich before as soon as i offer you money to do it to eat to eat the sandwich now you no longer want to right and this applies to everything actually um as studies have shown that even you know even if you wait and give the reward as a surprise as, as a surprise for you know some kind of activity the next time they do that activity they're not going to do it as well as they did it before
5: hmm
2: hmm because would think they it, be expecting more was it like yeah a, well it, switch, it switches the fo- it, switch, it switches the focus from the activity itself to the reward for the activity
3: at uh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah, indeed. you're not. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. So, like, if I wanted to write an essay, like, say I'm writing an essay, before I focus on writing just a really good essay for the sake of writing a good essay. But once I get a reward for it, now I'm writing a good essay for the reward. So, I'm not really thinking about, oh, what's really going to make this essay good. I'm going to think, what's going to get me that reward? That war, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that, that then, yeah, your, your motivation. Um, sort of comes into question, no? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that that's true for anybody who is getting paid for doing something.
2: Yeah, exactly. And money is a little bit different from grades in school, of course, because we do need money to live. But there is a certain point, you know? Once you get to a certain point where you're comfortable, everyone wants to be comfortable, you know? But it's like, if you were going to get a raise from $100,000 a year to $125,000 a year, if all of your needs are met at $100,000 a year, the the extra $25,000 is not going to make you really any happier.
3: Right. Yeah. Right. And also, I don't know. I mean, rewards very often come with conditions, come with expectations. Um, Yeah, after after a certain point, I think pretty much everyone begins to question, um, is there a limit on either side? As in, I can keep asking for rewards and the person or the entity rewarding me can trying to keep exploiting me. This is something, something I do worry about is if, if say, there's a lot of talk about universal basic income or even increasing minimum wage. Well, then I wonder if, if minimum wage goes up, would that simply result in more exploitation? Because as an employee, employer, if my employee is expensive, I'm going to try to ring out as much juice as possible.
2: Well, the way I see yeah. it, at least, is that the employer is going to exploit the employee anyways. anyway. <laughs> it's going to happen So, anyways. they might as well <laughs> get, give them the best opportunity to actually stay alive and be able to sustain themselves as opposed to, you know, paying them less or right. letting, letting employers continue to pay them less, at least.
3: Yeah, yeah I don't know. Sometimes I do feel that, that uh, paying is justifying something which... I don't know. Yeah, no, that's, that's really what it
2: is because it's just, the payment is a justification for the thing that you are being paid to do. Yeah. And which is which means that the thing that you're being paid to do is not is something that needs justification to do. Right. So, right. it right. makes it, right. that's valuable.
3: This, this, this kind of reminds me of, um, of, like, of like bullshit jobs like we yeah. said earlier, like redundant jobs. Um, from my, my experience, I, I can say, well, I can name a number of jobs that, that should be redundant, but um, like like working as a postman in twenty twenty one, you know, apart from bringing um, physical objects, if, if I if I was delivering information, I felt okay. This is this is kind of odd because you, uh, clearly you don't need say internet. I mean, you can still phone. It's just a piece of information. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I found. Yeah, I thought, well, what am I doing? Why am I distributing? Information printed onto paper, which is enclosed in an envelope. Yeah, delivering it by hand. W- what's going on? Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> I mean, a lot. A lot of times, there's these extra steps that are yeah. just really made useless. Like why? Like there's the inspect. Like the, so like there's one person doing the job, and then this job has a manager, and, a, and then this job, this person also has a manager to manage them, and there's another manager to manage these people, and it's just why are there so many extra steps? Why are there so many middlemen? Yeah, yeah, like. It doesn't, it doesn't. I don't think it. I don't think it's, necessarily, it's it necessary. It's necessary. It it reminds me of uh, multiple layers
3: of governance. As yeah. in, Okay. We have one government. Oh, that's not enough. We need a bigger one. Oh, that's not enough. It's like who controls who controls who. As in, at what point?
2: Yes, exactly. <laughs> at what point do we decide? Okay, this is enough. <laughs> yeah. And so, I feel like, like in the end, you know, a lot of these jobs only exist just to give people things to do so that they can earn money. Yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah, it's, it's it's a strange, strange kind of societal imposition. I think I I also think this this primarily comes from lack of understanding of, of like laziness or how how important that could be. Because sometimes I feel we are maybe are, are we working too hard? Are we working so hard that we have warmed up an entire
2: planet? I mean, like, that, that's a, I think that's a I think that I is mean, something good a point. We can literally work less, you know, less people going to work. Because think about it, that there's not there's not just people working, there's people commuting to work, which means they're driving cars or riding in trains and doing all these things, which then commute to all this pollution. So, yeah, is should just yes, people be working? That's a good question. But also I think a bigger question is, if you are not working, what is laziness? Because yeah. to me, I feel like, you know, these knowing myself, I always have to be doing something. Most, I feel like most people don't want to just be sitting doing nothing all day. They're probably going to find something that they're interested in and do that. Um, I don't think there necessarily is a, necessarily such thing as laziness per se. I think it's more so, you know, There's some reason why they're not doing whatever someone thinks that they should be doing
3: yeah i think that is one of the (laughs) one of the fundamental problems i think in the human society is we we wonder about what others should be doing or what we should be doing uh but to me laziness i think one way to look at it is say look at a cat for example you never see a cat running for no reason exactly right it's it's conserving energy uh it it gets the idea like like we said in the very beginning we are talking about work for money and not about the physical concept of work although it is kind of hard for me to separate it because it is a good time to bring it in when we talk about things like global warming and no. the physical concept of work which is literally linked to energy is measured in terms of
2: energy yes but then again i think that people like for example sport sport is something that can that uses a lot of energy but people don't think of it as work because it's something that people enjoy same as gardening gardening if you have a garden and you're growing mm. your own vegetables. A lot of my dad grew a vegetable just because it was something that brought him fulfillment. It or was or the, even
3: singing or dancing. Yes. We, we, it's we, all I about,
2: yeah. I think it's all about where the motivation comes from. If it's something that you're doing because of an external source of motivation, that's what makes it work. But if it's something that you're doing because it's something that you just, that just intrinsic to you, I think then it's just, you know, whatever you're doing. It's, you know, some, it might be, you might be able to conceive it, of it as work in a sense, but I don't think it becomes work like capital w work until it's someone else telling you to do that thing hmm.
3: Hmm. yeah that, that's that's uh, a that, that, that's a very interesting thought indeed yeah yeah deep thoughts here
2: <laughs> well yeah i think i think that was a good way now then that was a good time to go to our next song which is the classic the classic song sitting on the dock of the bay by otis redding um yeah it was, I think, this, I'm pretty sure this was my mom's first favorite song. Might be wrong, but oh well. Um, Sit on the Dock, Dock of the Bay by Otis Redding. Enjoy.
6: Sitting in the morning sun I'll be sitting when the evening calm. And this loneliness won't leave me alone Listen, 2,000 miles I roam Just to make this dock my home Now I'm just gonna sit at the dock of a bay Watching the tide roll away Ooh, sitting on the dock of a bay Wasting time
2: Yes, this is sitting on the dock of the bay by Otis Redding, classic, classic, classic song. Um, but you are listening to Student Radio Maastricht on RTV Maastricht one zero seven point five FM. Um, yeah, we're talking about anti-work, and we're now reaching the end of our hour. Unfortunately, yeah, I wish it, I wish we could talk. We could talk about this for hours. I mean, but yeah, it's a really interesting concept. Um, yeah, so I don't know. To me, like. If I wanted to get down to the base to like what I think that people should do, in, just in order to incorporate their concept into this concept into their lives, you know, not everything has to be monetized. You do not have to always be quote unquote productive. You don't have to always be thinking about okay, how can I make money off of doing this thing? You know, sometimes you know if it's something that you enjoy, just keep, you can keep it something that you enjoy and not make money from it because. Sometimes as we've shown before once you start having to earn money from it you're going to start focusing on the money aspect versus you know what the actual activity is. What Ushan, what do you think about this? Oh
3: yeah I I can really uh, really relate to that. Like imagine imagine the situation right? Say if you're if you with your partner yeah and you would pay each other like for each time you're nice or something. Ooh. That would be a pretty weird relationship, right? Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> I mean, everything that comes, when, when something becomes transitional, tra- transactional, yeah, yeah. It yeah. just yeah. becomes, yeah, it just kind of. It, it p- loses all the depth. I yes, think. exactly. It, it comes exactly.
3: down to that one thing. And the other thing is, um, indeed, like, like we uh, sort of hinted towards global warming and working too much, to me, it's kind of analogous to, to struggling while in a quicksand. Yeah. So, more you do, the maybe the worse it is. Um,
2: maybe we just all as a society <laughs> just need to chill. I just think so. Chill. I think so. You know, relax a bit more, you know, just take some, take a load off. And maybe global warming will also chill a bit too.
3: Hopefully, literally.
2: <laughs> I <laughs> just, sure hope so, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. yeah.
3: Um, yeah I'm pretty sure we, we are by far, probably by far not the only species that would, that would be doing that, right? I think a lot of
2: species chill a lot. Yeah, I think so. Like I think hardcore. I mean, <laughs> as you mentioned before, cats cats sleeps sleep more the time than they're. I think they spend more time asleep than they do awake, mm-hmm. which is just you know, ground like like mind blowing. But also, you know, <laughs> we I think it's a great I think it's a good model. You know, we can just rest, or you know, even if we're not resting all the time, we can be playing or doing something that we enjoy. And I think that we can find productivity in those things that we enjoy without necessarily monetizing them.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the way the way I see, um, I see a lot of the um, this current state of say humans in general is that you, you can either work a lot, I then physically work out a lot and eat a lot, or not do as much work and not eat as much. But at the end of the day, there is no, there's no ideal answer to that, right? There is no, nobody can say that. Uh, yeah, okay, we we can we have a range maybe of mm-hmm. what is ideal in terms of. Um, Energy intake to expend it, but pushing it too far also doesn't work. I think that that analogy goes to work as well. And now, what you mentioned earlier is about about monetizing everything. Yeah. The the problem I have with that is that is there anything that we can't monetize? Like I can, we can monetize. Yeah. Yeah,
2: and any, in theory, you can monetize. You can. You can. In theory, I think you can monetize everything. Everything. Yeah.
3: And that itself, to me, might should raise questions then. <laughs> like are we are we going are we moving away from from measuring to to just valuing stuff yeah rather than just understanding and measuring things more accurately towards uh, <laughs> I think there's things that just
2: can't be quantified
3: which is okay you know? yeah I think that's fine there's certain things we will not be able to quantify which is fine there's certain things that are um, by theory uh, indeterministic mm mm-hmm. uh, and I think that is even quite important when it comes to, um, my computer models, for example, or like trying to understand nature in in itself.
2: Yeah. yeah, I think, yeah, it's a it's a really fun topic just to think about these things. But I think ultimately, overall, if I were gonna think of like a policy type thing, a policy type uh endorsement, I would endorse like something like uh universal basic income or something similar to that, because I think that people should just. Pr- I am of the mind that people, you know, don't necessarily have to be productive in order to have basic needs. I don't think you have to earn the right right to, to live. live. Yeah, to yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Oh no, but this is this is going even further. No, like if you don't work and if you can't access food, then you you basically don't have the right to to exist. Yes,
2: but I think that's kind <laughs> of I think that is if you if you take I think if you take anti work to its full to its full conclude to its to its you know to its farthest conclusion. I think that it basically concludes that you know. People have a right to exist comfortably, yeah. And I think that's something that is worth striving for. Yeah. And striving for a world yeah. where, you know, for example, people who are disabled—you know, someone who is disabled should not have to earn the right to yeah. have yeah. the medical yeah. care and their yeah. food and the shelter that they need. And I think that's something that we as a society can move towards if we all really strive for it. Yeah, I
3: think that's uh, that's that's a fair fair conclusion. <laughs> yeah,
2: but. Well, speaking of conclusions, this is the conclusion of our show. Um, we wanna, I want to give a super big thanks to RTV Maastricht for, you know, giving us a space to, you know, just broadcast every week. Thank you so much. Um, and, yeah, thank you for our listening, audience, for being here, every, to, you know, tuning in every week, listening to us speak about, ramble on about our own, our, our own thoughts. Um, yeah. And, yeah. Thank you Sean for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. To close the show we were listening to the song Chores by Animal Collective. I hope y'all enjoy. Take have take care. Have a good week.